We begin our Summer Chill series on the classic Psalms, and today we're looking at Psalm 23. The preacher is the Reverend Chris Johnson. Our readings today are from Psalm 23 and John 10. Firstly, Psalm 23, which can be found in your Pew Bibles on page 548. That's 548. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A reading from John, chapter 10, verses 11 to 18, which can be found in your pew Bibles on page 1075. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, everyone. And a very happy new year to you all and lovely to see a full church and all three centres here together as we think about 2024. And we're launching uh, into 2024 with this Summer Chill series on the Psalms and today looking at what I think must be the best known of all the Psalms, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And what better way to start the year than uh, looking at this most loved psalm. It's a psalm written by King David, and who better qualified to write such a psalm because he was the shepherd boy who, of course, became the shepherd king. Uh, If you look at Psalm 78, uh, verses 70 and 71, it says this, God chose David his servant and took him from the sheep pens, from tending the sheep, He brought him to be shepherd of his people, Jacob, 
of Israel, his inheritance. And so how appropriate that David should write this psalm. It's a psalm full of faith, a confident faith that can face any challenge. David knows that because the Lord is because the Lord is his, is his shepherd, he can face anything that life might throw at him and face it with confidence. And so David in the psalm, he's saying, look, if I have the Lord, I lack nothing. If I have the Lord, I fear no evil. If I have the Lord, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I think one of the reasons people look to this psalm when they face life's challenges is because of those promises. And it's what can give people confidence to face their challenges. And especially one of life's greatest challenges, which of course is the last great enemy, death. People especially look to it then. Well, I want to look at uh, the psalm this morning under three headings. Uh, So the 23rd psalm, in the light of being a shepherd, in the light of the wilderness wandering, and then in the light of the New Testament, and open it up to us in that way. So firstly, in the light of being a shepherd. In the Middle East, the shepherd had a very special relationship with his sheep. He gave each of them a name, and sometimes it was based on a a particular uh, characteristic of the sheep. So it might be black ear or bent leg, and he'd just say that, and the sheep would know that was them. And guess what? They wouldn't be offended. (laughs) And uh, so he'd call them by name, and they would respond. The sheep knew he was their master, uh, he was their shepherd, and so they would follow him. And if you look at this psalm, it's full of these shepherding images, And so in verse 2, the shepherd is the one who finds green pastures for the sheep. That means good food. He leads his sheep beside quiet waters. That means there's plenty to drink and it's refreshing. In verse 3, he makes sure his sheep travel along the right paths. There's many deceptive paths, false paths that lead to destruction, but sticking with the shepherd means they will stay on the right path. And even if the path sometimes seems distressing, like walking through the darkest valley, the sheep don't have to fear because the shepherd is with them and so they fear no evil. This uh, next little phrase has always worried me. Uh, How can a rod and a staff be comforting? A rod and a staff. Well, according to my research, the rod was a a cudgel worn on the belt for defence. It was used to ward off predator animals and to protect the sheep. And the shepherd's staff, well, that was used to rescue the sheep if they fell into a ditch or a well. But more commonly, it was used for rounding up the flock. And so it could be used for control and discipline, like if the sheep went off the path, they'd get a poke with the staff. Or if they went too far astray, maybe the hook on the end of the staff would drag them back uh, and get them back on track. So you see, even if the staff was used for discipline, the sheep knew it was for their good, for their protection, and it brought them comfort. Verse 5 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. This is also a shepherding image, as long as you don't interpret the table too literally. I can't imagine sheep sitting up at a table eating. But it is talking about the shepherd providing a rich banquet of green pastures, a great feast, for the sheep 
and also keeping the predators at bay while they feast. The predators at a distance, only able to look on but not attack. Anointing uh, could be for the healing of any wounds that the sheep might have. And because the shepherd has this special relationship with the sheep, goodness and love will follow them all the days of their life. So the obvious and direct way to interpret this psalm is is in terms of the Middle Eastern shepherd. And there's a lot of personal applications you can draw if you put yourself in the place of the sheep with God as your shepherd uh, as you read the psalm. But secondly, uh, the psalm in the light of the wilderness wandering. Uh, Another way of understanding the psalm is to read it in terms of the whole Old Testament, but especially today I want to focus on the wilderness wandering. God is often referred to as being the shepherd of his people Israel. Jacob spoke of the God who has been my shepherd all my life. The image of God shepherding his people can especially be seen in the wilderness wandering following the exodus. As they walk through the wilderness, they will discover firsthand what it means that God is their shepherd, they have everything they need, they lack nothing. And they find that with firsthand experience in the wilderness. Because you see, the wilderness, isn't what, the wilderness wandering is indeed a dark valley. But if they have the Lord as their shepherd, they will fear no evil. His rod and staff will protect them. He will provide food and water, manna and quail and water from the rock. He will spread a table for them. And the promise is that when they reach the promised land, they will indeed be in green pastures beside quiet waters. That's ahead of them and they have something to look forward to. So this shepherd image as a picture of God providing and protecting his people, I think is particularly applicable as we think of the wilderness wandering and the journey to the promised land. And then thirdly, the psalm in the light of the New Testament. Now, the New Testament really accentuates this personal relationship the shepherd had with his sheep. And it does that, of course, by applying it to Jesus. In a number of places, the New Testament authors refer to Jesus as the shepherd of his people. And that's, of course, because Jesus himself described himself as the good shepherd who watches over the sheep. And so we've just heard read from John 10 in verse 11. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And this implies the most committed of relationships. Jesus loves his sheep enough to be prepared to sacrifice his life for them. Think again about the qualities of the Middle Eastern shepherd, protecting the sheep from predators, knowing them by name, caring for the sheep in every possible way. And now look at uh, these qualities and how they're taken up by Jesus in the New Testament. In verse 12 uh, there, Jesus compares himself to a hired hand who when the predator wolf comes, abandons the sheep, runs away. He runs away because he cares nothing for the sheep. For him, it's just a job. He's doing it for the pay. He's not prepared to put his own life on the line when he sees a wolf coming. Jesus, on the other hand, cares deeply for the sheep. 
enough to die for them, enough to lay down his life on a miserable cross. That's the depth of his love and relationship with the sheep. And in verse 14, Jesus goes on to say, I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. And that implies intimate relationship. Not only is Jesus saying that the good shepherd is the one who knows us, but he's saying we will also know him. It implies assurance and confidence. And this is the confidence of being able to say in the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, to boldly proclaim that and know that it's true. Can you say that with confidence? How can you develop and grow in that confidence? I think the clue here is in verse 16, where Jesus talks about the sheep listening to his voice. It's as you listen to the voice of Jesus in scripture that you hear him speaking to you and you develop a confident relationship where you can say, the Lord is my shepherd, he's speaking to me and I have that relationship. If you're not regularly reading the scriptures, then you can't expect to hear his voice and to have that confident relationship. I'd recommend a daily prayer time with reading a significant portion of scripture in it. Uh, It's a a wonderful habit to have in your life. If you don't already have it, can I suggest into 2024, it might be a a lovely habit to build into your life. Our Vision 26 says uh, in one of its goals that we are living to love and proclaim Jesus. Uh, As we do that, we will keep a daily time for prayer and Bible reading for spiritual growth. And I'm not sure you can have the confident faith of Psalm 23 without that regular listening to the voice of Jesus. So John 10 complements the 23rd Psalm beautifully, doesn't it? The Lord is my shepherd, and then that's filled out in the New Testament. We know that Jesus is the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. So listen to him. New Year's Eve, it's a great time to reflect, isn't it? A time to think back over the past year and significant happenings. A time to contemplate the new year and what it means to faithfully walk with Jesus into 2024. What anxieties do you have as you face the new year? Maybe uh, you have to face a difficult relationship and you're just not sure the best way forward. Uh, Maybe you have money concerns and are struggling financially. That's your anxiety. Maybe you're concerned about world events and whether the current conflicts in the Middle East and Ukraine will escalate into even bigger disasters. Whatever your anxiety, knowing that the Lord is your shepherd really makes a difference. It doesn't take away the pain but it does give you a better perspective for understanding your problems and working through them. If your underlying worldview is the Lord is my shepherd, therefore I lack nothing, then if an investment goes bad, well, the Lord is your shepherd, not your money. If a relationship turns sour, the Lord is your shepherd, not that relationship. If you're concerned about international affairs, the Lord is your shepherd. And you know he holds all the nations in his hands. 
So through the pain and the struggle of those anxieties, you have to hold on to that central truth. Hold on to it. The Lord is your shepherd. I lack nothing. In our devotions yesterday, uh, Linda and I were reading Habakkuk 3, and it concludes uh, with these words in verse 17. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. And the comment in the SU notes that we use said this, Happiness depends on happenings, but joy depends on Jesus. Is that good? Happiness depends on happenings, but joy depends on Jesus. I know many of you will share my grief over the death of David Voss this week. He's been a dearly loved member of this church. David has had a number of health scares, but this latest one seemed to come out of the blue and then take him very quickly. Our prayers are with Robin and the family. And in my prayers, I've been especially praying the 23rd Psalm and praying that Robin would know the Lord is her shepherd and especially know Jesus as the good shepherd walking every step of the way on this journey that she has to take. Please keep her in your prayers. Another person also uh, comes to mind as I think about this psalm, and it's a gentleman who I was recently called out to uh, visit at Noosa Hospital uh, because he was dying. And so I read to him the 23rd psalm, and he was sort of semi-conscious, but he understood and he joined in with me. And we went through the whole psalm and I could see him mouthing it. You know what, when we got to the end of the psalm, he started again. (laughs) And he was saying it all off by heart. The 23rd psalm helped this gentleman to die well. And when I talked to the family, they said his mother taught him that when he was a child. What a lovely gift for a mother to give to her child. And if you are uh, here with young children today, can I encourage you to teach your children some set prayers and some portions of scripture? Because you never know when that's going to help them later in their lives. So we look to the new year with this most loved of all psalms. And I pray that you will take hold of the promises it offers, uh, that you'll know the Lord is your shepherd, and because of that, that you lack nothing. You fear no evil, and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I pray you may so know the Lord is your shepherd that you can walk into 2024 with that type of confident faith. To God's glory. Amen. The Anglican Church Noosa is an evangelical Anglican church on the northern end of the Sunshine Coast, Queensland, Australia. Our vision is living to love and proclaim Jesus. Our core values are being Christ-centred, Bible-based, spirit-led and mission-shaped. If you have found this sermon helpful and would like to contribute to the ongoing ministry of ACN, please go to our website 
anglicanchurchnoosa.org forward slash giving. Thank you for listening.